So, okay, it's almost Halloween, and uh, I've been missing recording. Every, every day. We, we keep thinking of things that we want to talk about, but they're not recorded. <laughs> they're over text. I know. Yeah. Terrible. So today we just have to record some things about things we're thinking about. Get it off our chest. Exactly. Um, and so I'm just going to go ahead and ask you, my dear friend, what are you going to be for Halloween? Um, I have no Halloween plans this year. But if I were to go, my partner and I would be the couple from the Americans. That is my dream for life. Like I, I'd like to be them not just on Halloween, but in my everyday life. That's, that's a costume I'm aspiring to whenever the opportunity presents itself. So you would want to be someone who is dressed up as someone who's pretending to be a normal American, but secretly is a spy. Yeah, but also the salient point is, is that it's like 1984. Amazing. And I want to wear wigs, for sure. (laughs) How about you? What are you going to be? I'm going to, I think, be a scary doll. Um, (laughs) What? I'm a a huge believer in scary Halloween costumes. Yeah. But I think I'm realizing there's kind of like a theme here, because last year I was a prom zombie queen, (laughs) and my makeup was so horrifying that I freaked out a bunch of my friends. So I'm hoping to to reprise with the the pretty thing that turns out really horrible. I love it. I'm so I, as always. I'm deeply impressed by your enthusiasm and commitment. <laughs> <laughs> Any opportunity for crafts? Really. Yeah. So so the internet is basically starting. I don't know, like September 30th. It starts blowing up with Halloween costume ideas and commentary on Halloween. It's pretty hard to escape, right? It totally is hard to escape. My partner and I spent like an hour and a half looking at tiny dog costumes on Amazon just because it was put (laughs) on the front page. We don't even have a dog. (laughs) Um, And I guess one of the other things that we can't escape is sexy Halloween costumes. And then the subsequent articles that depict all of the crazy, sexual, sexy Halloween costumes. And there are many, many. And then some backlash articles. Like, this is, like, something we talk about for a full month before Halloween actually arrives. And it's been going on for a while, this cataloging of what's come to be known as unnecessarily sexy Halloween costumes. And I find them infinitely entertaining because the capacity to turn (laughs) things like Pizza Rat into something sexy just absolutely blows my mind. Really, anything can be sexy. What is your favorite sexy, unnecessarily sexy Halloween costume? I think I'm going to keep it simple. So there's a, there's a costume of a kid dressing up as a pumpkin and, you know, any childhood photo of a kid dressing up as a pumpkin means you're like in this like kind of billowy, boxy sort of orange outfit. But Mm -hmm. this one figured out how to put a girl in like, you know, 60 year old girl in go-go boots and an orange wig. And she literally looks like a go-go dancer. I would like to, you know, I'm, I'm all about the seasonal ones, the fads. Yeah. So, of course, Sexy Pizza Rat, um, based on <laughs> the one day of internet fame for this rat dragging a piece of pizza down the subway stairs in New York. And also, this year, we have Sexy Donald Trump. Oh, no, really? Yeah. I, I When I first saw it, I didn't think it was that sexy because it was just a red baseball hat and a gigantic toupee and, you know, kind of a shirt with a tie. But then if you scroll down, the woman is wearing, like, the tiniest hot pants in the world. Oh, my God. And I thought sexy Donald Trump was just regular Donald Trump, but I guess I was proven wrong. Oh. <laughs> so it's out there. We're going to hopefully link to some of our, I wouldn't say favorites, but our notable, outstanding um, 
Well, they're favorites. They're, we're going we're gonna to link to some favorites. We just will. <laughs> yeah, there, there's something about the kind of relentless ingenuity of, of turning inanimate objects, snowy owls, political candidates, like all kinds of things into, into sexy outfits just amazes me. America is so creative. I mean, so is the world, but wow. Especially when it wants to enforce patriarchy on ladies. Yeah. You know, one, one distinction I think is actually very interesting is um, adults having sexy versions of regular costumes. And then there's also like the sexualization of kitty costumes. And I think they're different pieces with the same root, but I think that they, they're like just very different implications and I'm yeah, definitely, definitely way less okay with the kitty ones turning sexier and sexier. There's a couple different strands going on, but all of them relate back to this sort of pornification of femininity and girlhood. I think what you're referring to in these kitty costumes are all girl costumes, not boy costumes, Always, right? yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, you know, we're in theory. Maybe we should take a second to talk about, you know, where do we think all this is coming from and why has it become so widespread in the past, you know, decade or so? Yes, please. So my first thought on this was to go to um, a book that was like a pop journalism book, but that was a huge part of uh, the third wave feminist movement starting from the early 90s, Naomi Wolf's The Beauty Myth. Mm-hmm. Um, and that book was really just a big deal because her argument was that ideals of beauty are created and enforced by the media and corporations that profit off of them, uh, which I think we can all agree with that. Um, but then she has also this political argument that like, as women's power grows, and right, remember she's writing on the tail and coming off of like 80s feminism, um, you know, 70s and 80s feminism. But so as, women, as women's power grows, the constraints on their appearances become tighter and tighter in order to distract them from other goals. And, you know, this becomes one of the last and most successful systems to keep women under male dominance. Don't get me wrong, there were some concerns about the uh, reporting and research in Naomi Wolf's book, but the argument at the heart of it, I think, is useful. And if you look at the, like, increasingly absurdly sexy Halloween costumes, you can see why that might seem to apply to what we're talking about here. I mean, the timing certainly matches up. I'm sure there were, you know, sexy versions of costumes always, but the kind of mainstreaming of that does align with the kind of last 30 years. Yeah, especially the the fact that these tend to be costumes that are for sale, specifically. Right. That's newer too, right? Just the, like so much of what we talk about, the formalization and commercialization of things that were often done at home. We brought this up a lot when we were talking about weddings, things that were done mm-hmm. casually that with the professionalization of the wedding industry. A lot of this stuff just starts being done by experts and you can start buying them or you can, you know, farm out the expertise and the Halloween costumes happen to be no different, which is super interesting. Yeah, totally. I'm so glad you put it that way. I think you pointed this out, you know, to me before we recorded, but there's so much media commentary on cataloging as you put it hey look at these costumes there's very little kind of thinking and theorizing about why this is the case and so it was really terrific that you you pointed that out yeah and I mean one question that you raised which I think is a good one is you know this cataloging of those costumes is it slut shaming (laughs) 
right? Is it like, oh my God, ladies are hoes? I mean, I don't think it's slut shaming. There's a very vocal group of people online that think that the constant cataloging pointing out is really just an effort to demonize and put on the spot the women that choose to wear the, you know, sexual, the sexual costumes. And well, I'll say, I'll say two things. First of all, what you pointed out with Pizza Rat, the kind of ingenuity and the creativity around it. I think people are cataloging this for entertainment purposes too. Like people are calling it out, but also just kind of secretly laughing, which I totally get. And Mm -hmm. the other piece of it is, I think that most of the conversation that highlights these is not like, look at these terrible women. It's like, where where are we going as a society? Certainly for the mm-hmm. children's costumes. But I really, I, I really feel like it's not personal about the women. It's not naming them. Of course, it's depicting them. But a lot of times, it's the catalog photos. And so it's really mm-hmm. not about those individuals. It's about like where we are as a society. Totally. Like the next step on from that is, is there some kind of implicit shaming of the women who choose to dress this way? But I mean, I have to say, I am so sympathetic to women who, anyone who wants to get it all out on Halloween, because, (laughs) you know, we do live in a society which so actively promotes female sexualization and idealizes female sexualization at the same time as it punishes women for totally embracing that look. And honestly, Halloween opens up an opportunity for women to completely and utterly embrace this thing, which they are being not so subtly told all the time is the ideal that they're supposed to aspire to, but also at the same time being shamed into not aspiring to fully. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Um, It makes me think of like Hollywood depictions of Halloween parties and people taking up this potential power they have to express themselves either sexually or not and the two things that come to mind are the halloween party in legally blonde and the one in mean mm. girls oh my god yeah this is such <laughs> good examples right yeah this moment in mean girls where she doesn't understand that halloween is an opportunity for women to dress as revealingly and seductively as possible and to have license to do so <laughs> exactly yeah. and that she's in fact expected to do so and if she doesn't it's embarrassing yeah her costume was awesome. It was, like, objectively awesome, but mm-hmm. but just, like, didn't fit in and, as a result, was emblematic of all of the other kind of social troubles she was having. Yeah, that's so true. It's, that's such a great example. I always joke that Halloween is the time of year where women dress like sluts and men dress like women, so everyone just walks around dressed like a slut. <laughs> yeah. Real talk. <laughs> but it's this crazy thing where, you know, like, there's – a lot of different reasons why this happens and I could go all day into various kind of social analyses of why women are dressed that way versus why men dress as women and like kind of the parodying of femininity. Anyway, all that stuff. But it becomes this opportunity for everyone to put on a short sparkly skirt. Yeah, unapologetically. Yep. I know. <laughs> so Maria, like what would you advise like a 14 year old young woman thinking about a costume this Halloween to think about when she when she designs her outfit? Well, I mean, I think it depends on, you know, how how strongly she feels that she needs to dress in that way to feel comfortable and normal. Because I'm so sympathetic to the feeling of not wanting to be the one who shows up and feels so different. Yeah. Like, I think it's okay to want to feel beautiful. Totally. But at the same time, I think there are ways that you can do it that kind of subtly or not so subtly poke fun back at the whole establishment. <laughs> right. 
And I was thinking about this and, and realizing this trend with my uh, last year's costume as a zombie prom queen and hopefully this year's scary lady doll. You know, both of these are objects of, you know, fetishized femininity that I'm hoping I can turn into something that's actually dangerous and scary and might take a bite out of you. Yeah. So, you know, that's one way of doing it too. I mean, life is full of compromises we make about our idealized world and like living in this world. And Halloween is no different than so many other choices we make about like performing our gender or really anything else. And so that's a reality, I think. I think so too. And honestly, if you dress up as sexy pizza rat, you are making a meta commentary whether you want to or not. (laughs) Fair. It's a really interesting time of the year for both scary things and theory. You should send us your pictures of what you decided to be for Halloween. Yes, please tweet your photos at us and send them to us at intheorypodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to feature them on our blog. Thanks everyone so much. And we will continue to surprise you with little things between seasons in the weeks to come, we hope. Happy Halloween, everyone. Happy Halloween.